Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid Drinkers Alliance are coming off another victory. Undefeated. Undefeated, that's right. The media said it would never happen. I mean, that's the media for you, right? But we got a great, great podcast ahead for you here. We're going to be discussing who our MVP for the game was, what play call would Darryl, the Darrell Bevel make that Jim Bob Cooper never would have, Stafford's throw of the game, uh, who's our 100-yard receiver for the week? A whole lot going on. It's really fun when the Lions are winning. Uh, they're undefeated, and it's it's just really exciting. Um, I do want to bring up one thing. The audio, we might have had some issues, so we apologize there. Hopefully, we'll fix that going forward. It's nothing to be concerned about. You can still understand everything everybody's saying, but I just want to throw that out there. We want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Please share this podcast if you enjoy what you hear, and you know others will as well. Um, the Lions are undefeated. It's a great time to be alive. So enjoy the pod. Go Lions, baby! This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. It is September 23rd, and the Lions are still undefeated. Yeah, baby. So we got UJ, we got Bob, we got Connor, and Rudd Dog. Yo. What up? And I'm Big Z, and we are here. And, and I just want to note that the Lions got a nice birthday victory for you, Jay. Uh, thank you. Yes, yeah, happy I birthday. I called, I called Coach Patricia and thanked him. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He's yeah. a really nice guy. Why hasn't he been on the pod yeah, lately? Yeah, he used to be on every week. I think I heard he him is. in the locker room after the game. He was like, we did this because it was you, Jay's birthday. <laughs> no stopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you, Jay, answer. <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean what a what a game. The Lions really like to um you know uh, <laughs> make it <laughs> check on our health status at the end of every game pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Make it easy. Yeah. It is uh what I mean what a remarkable like just up and down game. Uh twenty seven twenty four victory for the Detroit Lions in Philadelphia. Beating an East Coast team, oh, you, so uh, good. you gotta love it, especially gotta... against those Philly fans. <laughs> yeah, we talked oh, about. God. Yeah, we were fans in football. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were seven point underdogs, right? Am I correct with that? I think. We were. Uh, so we opened up at six and a half, and then it closed at four and a half. By oh, okay. Kickoff. All right. But and uh, let's get to this uh, segment right away. Just the dumbass media. They're still not giving the Lions credit. Every headline no. in the country was the Eagles lost this game, not the Lions yeah. won it. I think bird droppings was the title I saw in the game description for the Lions' victory. Come on. I mean, but these are the games that we uh, lost in the you know in the past, especially last year. But now we're we're, we're learning how to close them. Uh, the Lions are not playing their best football by any means, and they're still winning these no. games against quality yeah. opponents. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And what? we had we had a big road win in Philly, and they're covering the Giants over Tampa Bay. That was like the big story. I'm like, come on, guys, give us give us some love. <laughs> wow, Daniel Jones is so great. Yeah. I know. Come on. 
They're like, oh, he's he said the F word in the huddle. You know, he's the next big thing. Like, well, whatever. He's so edgy. Yeah. yeah, they should watch Stafford on the sidelines. I didn't see one national guy pick us to win that game. I didn't see one. Nope. No, they are dumbasses. I, I went in the Wait. NFL pick watch. You ever see that? Like, yeah. And uh, they show the site, the picks for everybody, and 95% of them picked the, uh, the Eagles. Ah. Trey, oh. Trey Wingo picked the Lions. All right. Hey. Thanks, Trey. Uh, we should Trey, be on that site. Will Brinson from CBS, and uh, <laughs> I forgot another one. But, but just a few of them. Hey, but you know who had 100% accuracy on this Lions game? The blue, the blue Kool Aid drinkers. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, we were all right. I want, I want to especially point out, and I'm going to gloat here a little bit. Don't hurt yourself. I here. was one point off. I said 27-23, and I also said that Marvin Jones would catch a late touchdown for us to seal the victory. So yeah, you were close. I was really close. I was really close wow. on that. Really one. excited oh. to hear your Chiefs prediction later then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting one. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> but I, I want to get – I have some categories for us, and I want to dig into okay. these a little bit. And I want to get I want to get everybody's uh, I want to see what your thoughts are on for MVP of this game. So who I'm is good, your MVP I'm for this team. game? And since it's your birthday, UJ, I'm going to let you take this one first. All right, I think I'm going to go with uh, uh, this is a close one, but I'm going to go for uh, uh, it's close between Marvin Jones and Agnew, and I'm going to just have to say uh, I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to give it to Agnew because he set the tone right away. And yeah. it, it was it's such a great story of redemption. And it's a great story about the team sticking behind him when things are down. They have back and Patricia stayed with him and said, don't worry, you're okay. You know? And they gave him another chance. They said, by all accounts, he had the best practice he's ever had this week. And he came out and, and just, just, just set the tone for the day. And so just for that alone, I'm going to give it to Agnew. All right. all right, and no one, uh, no one on this uh, podcast has been ripping on Agnew at all, so that's good to know. Yeah, no, we were all on board from day one. <laughs> we said he should stay in. That's I think you yeah. went back and listened, especially me. Yeah, we drink the blue Kool Aid. That's what we do yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> you drink it. I, I got an IV over here. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I think Marvin Jones on this one. He he really stepped up in this game. Uh, he he's looked great this year too. Him and Stafford definitely getting back on the same pages. Yeah, yeah. great sight to see. Indeed. Oh, their connection's beautiful. Yeah, I mean Marvin Jones had a 91 grade on Pro Football Focus, easily the highest rated offensive player. Um, it's nice that he can if keep Stafford doing this. Let him better. Yeah. He might have had a couple more touchdowns. Yeah, right. It's nice that he can keep doing this with all these different receivers. The Lions have four receivers with 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I think that's the first time it's ever it's happened awesome, through man. three weeks in it's, the NFL. Every week, it's been a new sky stepping up. Yeah, yeah. Man, you guys are getting to my yeah. yeah. You guys are getting my categories here. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I didn't read your notes beforehand. <laughs> um, uh, does anyone else have a different MVP besides Marvin Jones or? Uh... I have someone to bring up. I don't know if he's an MVP, but I thought Trey Flowers had a really excellent game. He definitely had his best game as a Lion. Uh, eight tackles. And one yeah. uh, sack. I think that was the first well, Lion to have eight tackles in a sack so now that you since him, 2011. Now that you brought him up, let's go to one of my categories I had. Is, is, um, is are we holding Trey Flowers to a high, too high a standard? Because he did have a good game, but we still, like, I, I, a lot of comments out there were that Trey think, Flowers yeah. um, seems to be disappearing from this game a lot still. Or are we just I, looking for him every play because we gave him $90 million? To me, I think the flag is what's holding people back from saying he had a great game. But I don't know. But, well, he's not splashing yeah. in the stats quick category, really. He's not putting up sacks. So, I mean, until he starts really, like, kind of popping, people are probably going to be pretty hard on him. But he had they're probably sack as a lion. Yeah, he game. had a sack in this game. Yeah. I don't think well, he was known I mean, for that coming in. I think some people were expecting something else. They didn't really watch trade yeah. Flowers. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're yeah. expecting, like, a – do you think they're expecting, like, a Khalil Mack turnaround where the guy just, uh, you know – yeah, no, collecting no. 15, 16 yeah. sacks a year. It's not like I've made that comparison on this podcast before, so I don't know, I don't, I don't know why they would. Uh, but Trey Flowers <laughs> did lead the the team in uh, tackles in this game, eight total, uh, four solo. And he also had six quarterback pressures he got credited with, which is 
what he is known for is the pressure yeah. quarterback. You were the one sitting here telling me like, oh, like what is he going to play up to his contract today? <laughs> he had a great game. <laughs> I, I didn't it's stop him because I had to work, but that's a great stat line. He's getting better every game, man. And you know, he, he didn't practice all preseason. I mean, what are you going to do? He's got to get into game shape. Yeah, this is his yeah, third yeah. game of action. Watch him so. bloom throughout the rest of the season. I actually do expect it. <laughs> Stealing puns over there now, you are. Oh, am I stealing? <laughs> yeah. You know what they say hey, about uh, imitation. Oh, good. Yeah, but uh, no, I I mean, the next category I had was kick return of the game, which is Agnew, and just how beautiful that was, especially as a response right away uh, off the Philly score to start the game. And oh, yeah. May I also no add that I love when the defense uh, starts, even even if they give up a, a score. I just like when I know when we have the ball in the second half. Oh, yeah. It makes a <laughs> oh, big agreed. difference. Because I feel like then there's so much weight on that first drive as an offense. And it just like if something happens and that drive stalls, now all of a sudden you, your momentum just like sap to start the yeah. game. With, Ag- with Agnew now, you know, picking it up um, on a kick return, is he going to – also get the pun return job back. I don't think so. I would really yeah, like to no. see Amendola stay there because he is super sure-handed. The first uh, pun, re- the first pun catch he had in this game was like he had to move around somebody and catch right on the sideline. Right. It was a beautiful catch. I think yeah, he let Agnew focus yeah. on on the kick return where he's not going to be catching the yeah. ball under pressure. I mean, if he can be effective from there, then you don't need him doing both. I still want to see Agnew involved in the offense in some regard. I'm, I'm sure there. it'll happen. I hope so. <laughs> Eventually, but uh, yeah, hey, Big Z, I have a my MVP of the game since before we can go on too far because I, I think it's Stafford. Yeah, Stafford. Yeah, Stafford. I thought he looked just effective. He was he, but I mean, he was effective. He was taking advantage of his time that he was getting in the pocket, and then he was, you know, just being mad, making some crazy plays like that one you highlighted right before we started this. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that one in a moment. Okay. Yeah. Category hunting. That's he should have I'm had doing. more touchdown passes, in my opinion. <laughs> Stafford, 18-32, 201 yards and a touchdown. Uh, his lowest quarterback rating of the season at 85.5, but a lot of teams would kill for that rating around the league. So, Yeah. Yeah, one more uh, guy that I want to mention, uh, not necessarily his player of the game, but as a bounce-back player, was Taylor Decker. I thought oh, he yeah. came in and yes. bounced back from a, from a really bad game. He looked pretty good. Absolutely, absolutely. He only allowed two yeah. pressures, and it was the highest-rated offensive lineman in this game for the Lions. Had a baby. Oh, I, love yeah. the, I love the bounce-back games. Yeah. Oh yeah, resilience. Yeah, yeah. Um. The, so the next category I had was 100-yard receiver of the week, and uh, let's just talk about Marvin Jones again for a moment because he he won this award. <laughs> it, we're gonna give out the award every week, right? Because like Connor yeah. mentioned. 400-yard receivers That's awesome. uh, to start the season and one in each game. And that guy is Marvin Jones. He had six catches, 101 yards, averaged 17 yards a catch, wow. and a touchdown. And, man, he just – he looks really good out there. It's Doesn't it – the one thing I mentioned, uh, though, want to mention, is that every throw to Marvin Jones seems like he's diving forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's so – like like I think you, Jay, mentioned, Marvin uh, Jones could have gone probably for 50 or maybe even a touchdown on one. It was uh, in that turkey hole. Yeah. Down the right sideline, yeah, uh, or more at the right hash, I guess. And Stafford kind of underthrew him and behind him a little bit, so he had to go down the ground and catch it. But Barbara Jones is getting open, and Stafford's finding him now. If Stafford could just maybe lead him a little more here yeah. or there, but he's showing some nice separation this year, unlike years. Oh, past. absolutely. I think the scheme is helping. I, I mean, we kind of predicted that once the scheme got better, that it would throw, you know, would get guys yeah. open just by you know yeah. calling the right plays, and, and even on that third down. Uh, that the Lions had to clinch the game that they didn't get, then they had to settle for the field goal. Oh, yeah. Marvin Jones was wide open. Stafford just missed yes. him. Yeah, you're right. Rolling out to his yeah. you know, I, I like the way Marvin catches balls, too. He he just he – just, there's no way he's going to drop it. I mean, he's oh, yeah. sort of – He probably has the best hands on the team. On that touchdown, the way he plucked it out of the air, like – you see his hands yeah. like he was like a freaking uh, like one of those like frogs that catches flies with his tongue and it was like whoop, just pull just yank yeah, it right back to his <laughs> chest super quick. It was I know great. and he secures it so well and so quickly. I mean, it's really yeah. kind of a model to watch. Like, you know, a lot of receivers uh, or Yoshi can learn a lot from that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, I mean, this goes back to the last game against the Chargers on that fourth down that Marvin Jones caught with like the defender draped all over him. 
I mean, like you said, his hands are just sticky this year. He's and a stud. Great. Well, and Stafford's putting the ball where it needs to be. I mean, granted, we can work on leading him, but he's putting it in his hands. And when yeah. you put it in his catch radius, Myron Jones catches it more often than not. So the next category I have, and this goes to the offense as well, is the Stafford throw of the game. He always I, – I wanted to do this category going forward because they're just throws that Stafford makes every game that – I don't think anybody else in the league can do. Yeah, they're gorgeous. So, these are my three candidates. And uh, let me know if you have another one. These are the three that really stood out to me. So, the first situation, third and four, three minutes, 20 seconds left in the third quarter. There's a full-on blitz. The Eagles are blitzing the house. I think they're blitzing seven guys. Um, There's a guy that comes right up the middle. Stafford looks like he's going to get smoked. And he, th- he throws pretty much a blind pass over the middle, and it's a dime to Marvin Jones on the right hash. And then they go on to score uh, on a Marvin Jones touchdown pass later to start the fourth quarter. That was Is that the one that he kind of sidearmed a little bit? Yeah, he sidearmed and like, did a little oh, spin a afterwards to avoid <laughs> the contact. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so the second yeah, that was a sweet throw. The second one I have is the touchdown pass to Marvin Jones on that to end that drive there. Just a little floater. Just a little floater to the left corner of the end zone. Beautiful. Thing of beauty. Gorgeous. I love when Sabre puts that little touch on the ball. Um, and then the, yeah. th- the last one, and maybe this is more credit to Danny Amendola, but it was still a clutch throw uh, under pressure. Oh. And this is, a, this is in that fourth quarter to extend the drive, um, to throw to Amendola late in the fourth quarter to, um, to extend that drive. And then yeah. we go on to maybe get a field goal block. That, that may have been the best catch of the day. Sick um, catch by Danny. Yeah. So, yeah. which one are you guys going to go with? Which is which I got one to add. You have one to add. Mine is uh, also the uh, pass to Logan Thomas on the right sideline down in the red zone. Yeah. I, I think that, that was an even better catch by Logan Thomas. No, but it, it was. It was a great catch, but that ball was only where he was going to catch it over like in that little gap there, and it hit him like it was – it was a really good pass. And that was also the first sign of what Logan Thomas can offer to this team going that forward. Height. That was He's nice so to big. see. Like, if Danny Amendola was right there, that would have sailed over his head by, like, three feet. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's our what, what's our winner going to be? Or do you want me just to reveal the, the winner by the, uh, the Academy? I'll, I'll vote for the uh, sidearm throw, just because it's I'm, I'm, a D, I'm a D, Bob. Sidearm yeah. pass. What what is that, Connor? Was that the Blitz one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one for sure. Oh yeah, that so, yeah. That's our easy winner. Uh, I vote for the so touchdown. So congratulations to the third and four play. I Matt vote Stafford. for the touchdown. So well, you are overruled, sir. So Matt Stafford, congratulations! <laughs> You've won the Stafford throw of the week. Uh, we yeah. we won a lot every week. I know. Every it's, week. Unbelievable. it's unbelievable. Yeah, only Stafford could pull that off. So, <laughs> there's another uh, play here I want to, or another category I want to discuss. And I think I would like to do this one going forward, personally, even to sure. possibly Bob's uh, chagrin. And that is, uh, what play call did you like that Jim Bob Cooter would have never have called? <laughs> so, my... I love this category. Love <laughs> Let's see, how many plays were there? We can choose more <laughs> well, any deep throw over twenty yards, right? That can be a candidate. Yeah. But my that my, my... That's not true. That is not true. <laughs> erroneous. My, my personal one in this game is um the reverse to J D McKissick and allowing yeah. Stafford to go out and lay a block on three guys. Yeah. That's the easy one. That's the easy choice. I mean, I think that's I the clear front runner. I don't know if any others stood out to you guys in this game, um. But that that well, is my nominee. Times, um, a couple times on third down, like. We needed like eight yards, say, and we threw it more than eight yards. You know, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, we did that a few times. So, <laughs> you know, another good example of that is uh, <laughs> there was that throw to Kenny Galladay, I think, on the first drive or maybe the second drive. I can't. Re- uh, apologies, I can't re- quite remember, but it, it was he caught it right at the sticks, like right at yeah. the first down mark. It was a, it was a tough throw, and Kenny Galladay made yes. it really nice. He like Kenny Galladay had two catches in this game, um, for 17 yards, but. This one was for a perfect 10 yards, and the Lions extend that drive, which they later scored a touchdown on. Um, there you go. Yeah. So uh, that, yeah, that's Cooter. an example of someone running to the sticks <laughs> and not throwing it short. Yeah, Cooter, Cooter will have him stop at six, turn around, catch it, and then try to get, you know, right well, after the catch. Well, Cooter might have just thrown a screen to Golden Tate. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, which is very effective. For, for two yards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, Bob, do you have any uh, nominees in this, or are you, uh, are you just avoiding this category going forward? Yeah. Well, uh, no, I don't really have any nominees. I like your uh, the reverse one, but but I would just say as a general thing about uh, Bevel, I'm I'm kind of impressed with this scheme. It's not quite there yet because I don't think we're putting up the points we should. We're not like putting things away when you know when we can. But but yeah. I like the variety of calls, the balance of pass and run. Yeah, yeah. Running running game is not quite going yet, but I, I like what I'm seeing as far as schemes go. Yeah, and uh, uh, if they get this running and going, oh man! But it's definitely a, diff- yeah. a slightly different offense than I think a lot of us were expecting. Bevel to turn out based on his pass, very pass heavy. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. No, because I... in Seattle, <laughs> they were mainly a, a outside zone run scheme most of the time. Yeah, and he did a lot of passing. He, before he's he's been a guy who's not who's, to this extent. Though. He's a guy who's been known to adapt to what he has though too to some extent so i'm not overly surprised extent. to see stafford being the focal point still but his history in seattle suggested and even minnesota he had, in seattle though, he had he a running very, quarterback that he would run more than he passed and that has not been the case this year well that, again 32 uh, passes 28 rushes in this game i, I think largely that's because the effectiveness too we're yeah. not getting it yeah. going yet i don't think our, terrible right now, i so. don't think uh, well our o-line has been doing great about protecting stafford but i don't think they've been great about the running lanes and like no. run blocking at all. I think that's one area we need serious improvement yeah. on. Go and on. we'll save that for like near, cl- closer to the end. But I want to first don't kill his category. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't read his categories beforehand. <laughs> no, I'm with Bob giving Babel some kudos, I can see Cooter listening to a podcast and Cooter coming down to die right now. <laughs> <laughs> you were the last one, Bob. <laughs> It's only oh so, you guys, I want to take time out. Uh, all right? I mean, okay. the Lions play on a Sunday, right? And we, we should be thankful on Sundays. But what I'm really thankful for this week is the Eagles. I want to thank them, and I think it's time that we thank the Eagles. So this is this is our time thank to you, thank Eagles. our opponents for everything they did for us. Thank you, Miles Sanders, for fumbling twice on the same drive. Thank you, Nelson Aguilar, for literally handing the ball to us on the ground on a silver platter. Thank you, uh, the Eagles, for dropping seven passes. And thank you for being nice and not to hurt Stafford because they didn't sack him at all all day. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I just want to, yeah, um, if you guys have I, any other I, thanks I, out there. But, no, I'm not uh, thankful to the Eagles at all. Screw them. Suck <laughs> 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 it. We gave them plenty well, of gifts, too. So. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Connor, we did. Uh, if you want to bring up the um, the the Eagles guy on the news. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So there was a fire after the game. Um, and an apartment building, right? Yeah, and this guy was up there, and basically he was, like, tossing kids out the window. Uh, to the guy right. down below, and he said he was catching them. Yeah, he's like he's ca- like, oh, don't worry, we were catching them. Unlike Aguilar, <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it's just the epitome of Eagles fans right there, like oh, yeah. always focused on the game it in a negative really light. Funny. And I I love that it happened against the Lions too. But uh, yeah, bringing up that, Aquara awesome. forced the fumble and Davis forced the fumble on the same drive. Aquara yeah. was the highest rated defensive player in this game. Hello, Aquara. He's um, really coming out strong this year. What was his rating? Wow. You know, to slap your head. Um, his rating in this game was around 80. He was the fourth uh, rated right defensive end uh, this week in the NFL. Cool. So, That's yeah, it, I mean, he he's just he's all, one of those the Lions defensive line. He, we were kind of talking about it. They're they're not maybe the the technicus guys or you know they're not the most explosive, the most technical guys. But man, they all these guys hustle. They hustle. Oh yeah, they but they're all the big ball. and strong. They're not like necessarily finesse guys. No, exactly. That's what we brought Patricia in for was that hustle. Yeah, exactly. We were missing. And uh, Davis also forced a fumble that the line somehow didn't fall on, on the 20-yard yeah. line, the Eagles' 20-yard line. That was infuriating. There was literally, I think, four guys on it and then just squirted out 10 yards backwards. Yes. <laughs> Slay almost picked one, too, when, on that play he got hurt on. Like, he was in his oh, hands. Oh, yeah. And then he dropped that one. Yeah. I think it would have had oh. if he didn't get hurt. I think he felt something and then just kind of let go of the ball. Yeah, yeah. probably. So... Almost two more turnovers. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see where uh, what happens to Slay going forward here. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we'll bring that up when we uh. discuss the preview for the, the Kansas City game. I mean, one of the things that the Lions um, wanted to focus on this offseason, and we heard about in the drills, the training camp, and everything like that, was forcing turnovers. And granted, I mean, Nelson Aguilar literally dropped one, but the Lions are still punching at the ball a lot more effectively this yeah, year. Yeah, they, they are. I love past. it. Yeah. 
It's like oh, that yeah. thing. We, when you emphasize it, you do it. And it makes you wonder why teams don't always emphasize it. Because it vastly increases your odds of getting turnovers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Bears completely relied on turnovers last season. So, Yeah, because yeah. the, the Jared, Jared Davis one, was that was uh, caused by him. You know, and um, yep. week four, Tavai, Tavai caused the fumble. So it wasn't yeah. just dumb luck. You know, right. it's like... No, productive, uh, definitely. Defenders. And it's like precision. Like everybody's punching as the runners are going down. They've they've clearly worked on the like the opportune time to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really yeah. The, you know the one with the runner going down. Yeah, that was amazing because that means they weren't giving up on the play. You know, they they were still going after the guy as he's falling to the ground. It was that was remarkable fumble. I thought. I love it. Yeah. They're like a bunch of savage lions getting after the kill. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Does anyone else feel like we were maybe like slightly too conservative with our blitzing, uh, or was that just me? Like, I feel like we didn't really stick it to Wentz as often as we should have. I don't. Maybe that was just me. I don't know what the stats say about it. But uh, I know you agree with you. I talked about that with uh, Red Dog the other day, and um, but I, I think. I don't know. He's part of Patricia's green scheme, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. No. He might be. He might be sandbagging for the Chiefs. But I don't know. I have no idea. But, I was just curious what know. you guys thought as fans yeah. outside of the coaching decision. You know. Oh well, yeah. I want to see more blitzing. <laughs> it's more fun. But uh, whatever they think is most effective, <laughs> that's what I want to hey, see. Wasn't well, it nice though? After Slay was injured, we had back-to-back coverage sacks with Slay yeah. out of the game. So, yeah, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah and a big up. shout out to uh, Mike Ford. They they threw at him right away when he came yeah. in the game, and he got a nice, uh, nice defensive stop right there. And yeah, they all stepped up. Coleman made a nice play later mm-hmm. in the game. Like they were going after cornerbacks after that, and it didn't make a difference. Yeah, yeah Coleman seems to be worth every penny we paid him so far. He's been yes. making some big stops. Oh yeah. Ooh. And he, I think he was actually our highest-rated DB in this game as well. I mean, him and Melvin to combined have made the secondary just really feel so much more shored up after oh, definitely. their presence. Now, with them with Slay, it's like, wow, we have legit. Instead of, like, the the erratic, you know, uh, oh, shoot, Nevin Lawson, you know, that guy, he makes some plays, but he'd get burnt more often than not. So, I mean, yeah, it's nice having some steady yeah. hands at the helm there. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, who's the who's the highest rated DB on this podcast? <laughs> well, I'm an old lineman, so uh, I'm not in this conversation. <laughs> Is that a trick question? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> yes. Um, so there is one thing I want to bring up, and that is just a few of the areas that people have been talking about. Um as room for improvement on the Lions. And the, the one thing they got to shore up is penalties. <laughs> it's been yeah. so rough out there. Yep. The Lions have already racked up 26 flags, which trails just Cleveland, Atlanta, and New Orleans. 11 of those flags have come before the snap, which is the just one time. off the league high. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Um, yeah. My coach in college I mean, especially, used to... the de- especially the defensive ones. You're looking at the ball, man. Just don't move from down yeah. Right. I think it's Kevin Strong had one in this canard. Right? Yeah. 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 Like, my coach we, in college used to always talk about, the like, penalties during the play are one thing. Effort penalties, you know, like like Davis hitting that dude on the sideline. Uh, oh, Flowers uh, roughing the passer. That's, like, the heat of the battle. But if you're doing it before the whistle, you're you're messed up. Before the snap, you, you're messed up. That's great. more discipline. Yeah. There was a weird yeah. number of offensive pass interference calls in this game, too. Not on the Lions, yeah. but you usually see, like, one every other game, and there was, like, three in this game, I think. Yeah, that was That's been more yeah. of a point of emphasis for the NFL refs this year, the offensive yeah, pass yeah. I guess so. Across the league. Out for us this game. Yeah, especially those the, the big push-off there. That was clearly a push-off. Uh, a little bit oh, yeah. pushing off. I was like, how did Darren Sproles just get over on the sideline and, like, strict <laughs> coverage? He's just a little and, guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the second thing I want to bring up is the Lions' pass rush. They had three sacks in this game, but uh, we were kind of talking about because r- right now the Bears game is going on, and we don't see that kind of 
like quick takeover of the defensive line and just hounding on the quarterback oh at a gosh. consistent basis like we thought we might see coming into the season. Yeah, <laughs> like Khalil Mack just being in the backfield like at the snap. Yeah, and constantly. so uh, the thing I want to bring up is this intentional or the like where the Lions are trying to contain the quarterback more importantly than rushing the passer, or are they just not? Are they simply just not getting to the quarterback by not because? Usually, we were talking about, it just seems like they're bull rushing a lot and not doing like a lot of swim moves or spin moves on the outside or anything of that nature. Yeah. Well, to, to answer that, in my opinion, I think it is all about the contain. I mean, Carson Wentz is not a big runner, but he's a very strong runner. When he, he can be dangerous when he wants to be. Uh, you know, we had uh, Kyler Murray, and, uh, you know, next week we got uh, Mahomes, so... You know, I think the whole idea is to keep them contained, you know, and don't let them kill them with their feet. And I think he's doing that on purpose. I, um, I think it's a combination. I'm, I'm with you. Know. I think it's a combination of the two, honestly, because, yes, they're playing the run, trying to contain the quarterback and, you know, keep a, a, uh, their lanes in the pocket. But on top of that, I think when they are trying to get to the quarterback, they're not showing much imagination, and they're nope. just they're just kind of bull rushing. And so they're getting there sometimes, but it takes a little longer when you're not just trying to beat a dude clean. And so they're getting some sex, but not as many as I think they could. Yeah, absolutely. And the third thing I wanted to bring up is, <laughs> man, if they get this going, it uh, it'll be it's going to be hard to stop this offense. And that's the run game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> agreed. J.D. McKissick was yeah. the leading rusher on one play in this game, that 44-yard reverse. <laughs> Kerry Johnson, carry on Johnson, 20 carries for 36 yards that's 1.8 a carry and quite honestly Yikes. it could have been a lot worse he dodged a lot of guys in the backfield yeah no he did. um yeah so many carries but man alive uh it's it's rough and ty johnson had four carries for five yards but really nowhere to go for these guys reverse. we didn't have much at all uh yeah i think a lot of us were thinking the run game was kind of fixed coming into the season but doesn't look good so far but. No, no. Why do you why do you think that is? Is it just is it the lineman not being on the same page? I or? think it could be partly the line just not having the pro, like that the right build for this system. Maybe I don't. You know, like that you hear about like how like certain linemen fit different systems better, and maybe these these guys need a different kind of run scheme. I don't know, but they're yeah. all I know is I see these guys on defense just getting in the backfield oh, constantly yeah. on run. It's plays. like. Carryon Johnson doesn't have much to work with on a lot of these plays. Well, the good news yeah. is that the Baltimore Ravens just ran for 200 yards on the Kansas City Chiefs. They so do have Mark Ingram on their there. team, and he is a big yeah. I mean, yeah. could be point of emphasis, too. I mean, Stafford was getting killed. And they, you know, maybe they just want to emphasize keeping Stafford clean. And, and obviously, keeping Stafford clean is working, because when he is clean, he, he can hurt teams. Oh, and, uh, but but that, that could be at the cost of the run game, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. Because like, we have no sacks against this last two games, which is pretty right. impressive. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's gr it's so much more fun to watch when Stafford is not getting sacked. Just, Absolutely. Just from, like, uh, like, yeah. you know, my, just from what I can stand to watch, you know. And uh, he did the, that one play, I, I think it ended up going incomplete, but Stafford was running around. He ducked the blitz. That was awesome. He almost had him, and then he's ducking around, darting, darting around, but then he uh, was – he was, he was running like every direction. <laughs> yeah. Was like, yeah. <laughs> so funny. That was awesome. What is that sound? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, that, was that was Stafford. That was Stafford. That's actual audio yeah, from Actual audio from Stafford dodging. Well, well, I was just wondering because ESPN brought NFL <laughs> primetime back. I don't know if you saw that. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I know Chris right. Berman was hopping on the podcast for a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stafford's elusiveness and the, and the quick passes, I thought they did well against the Jim Schwartz's uh, blitz, you know, coming in there. Yeah. Oh, uh, to beat the, Jim Schwartz. Beat the blitz. I didn't see Jim Schwartz get uh, hoisted off the field this time. Yeah, um, he wasn't carried off. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. I, don't I just know. assumed that happened every week when I saw Detroit, so I don't know mm -hmm. what happened there. They should have carried him off and dumped him in the river. Um, so just some snap wow. count uh, things to look at here. Joe Dahl played the entire game. Uh, Glasgow and Kenny Wiggins rotated. So that rotation at Ooh. guard continues. 
Gall stepping up, though, getting that full um, game. TJ Hawkinson, another quiet game from him. He actually dropped a, touch, a, t- a couple touchdown passes <laughs> in this game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't call it second one a drop. The one he that ripped out of his hands. The one oh, he stepped out of bounds. That's what the one he stepped out of bounds. That's actually three, then, te- technically. Yeah. Uh, he definitely dropped one. Yeah, kind of want to drop where the defender hit his hand and then ripped it out as they're going down. That's a drop. Is that considered a drop? I don't think it's considered a drop, but that's a come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, come on, man. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was uh, earlier in the game he had one that went off his hands. You watch though. You, there, people are gonna fall asleep on him now. He's gonna go dormant for a couple games, and all of a sudden he's gonna be the guy for the game, and he's gonna go off again. I'm calling it now. Patricia told him to do that. Just look, lay low for a couple of games here. We got the Chiefs coming up. You're yeah. like a sniper yeah. in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh, oh, I also want to highlight Nick Botting. Congratulations on having the hurdle of the game. Oh, that was well. badass. Oh, yeah, I watched that, that play like twelve play times. Our, that was the play of the game. Our fullback. Oh, yeah. The fullback right jumped over, huh? Not the bad. announcers Not weren't bad. even that excited. They're just like, oh, he hopped over him and he's still going. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. get excited. <laughs> That was like what you see like elite tight ends do to guys like Hawk. And, He's a 250 pound fullback. Good clear on the guy. And you see the guy goes underneath him and he's turning his head like, I, I didn't see anything. Like, they don't use the fullback like they used to. Oh. <laughs> oh, and I think the Lions might have got away with a face mask penalty in this game. Oh, when he ripped the guy's head off? <laughs> I'm sorry, murder is not a face mask penalty? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what they were looking at. I don't play. like to say when the Lions do things, but that was a very clear penalty. <laughs> oh he God. actually attempted to kill him. There should be criminal charges, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I literally thought he broke his neck on He's that like play. He's like the girl from The Exorcist on that play. He's like, oh. You see, Kilby ran out the field as fast as he could. And he, and he looked around like, oh, my God, they didn't see the video. He looks pretty happy on the bench. <laughs> um, another snap count thing I found really interesting. So, uh, Jared Davis, coming back for the first time this year, played 88% of the snaps. He played 67 snaps. Nice. I mean, the Lions had 76 total plays on defense, which is a boatload. Man, the, uh, our our team has got to be heavy. Our defense has had to have the most plays on defense to start the year uh, yeah. of any team in the league. Uh, but another, uh, what I want to bring up is that Jelani Tavai only played 36% of the snaps this week. Yeah. See, that's the thing that bothers me about Davis coming back. I thought we'd somehow see them more on the field together. Because I, I think Tavai just got so much potential. He looked oh, so good the first couple of games, you know. I hate to see him sitting on the bench. Can I give a shout-out to Mike Ford, who I thought covered really well for Slay after he got hurt? Absolutely. I thought he did his job pretty well. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. And Mike Ford uh, was on the field for, let me see here, uh, 41% of the game. So, he, yeah. it, was, it was a good portion of the game. Yeah. Uh, he might have a lot coming up this week, yes, too. I think he might. Oh, uh, and we haven't really seen him have too much of an impact. But Mike Daniels uh, hurt his foot again in this game. and Yeah, he was hobbling off the field. I guess we might not be seeing him for a he little while. He had enough impact that missing, we're going to miss him. Like You were talking about our D-line looking kind of slow mm-hmm. and or like tired, and losing him is not going to help that issue. No. We need Deshaun back. ASAP. Well, the, the only good thing, if it is a good thing, he didn't hurt the foot that he had previously hurt before, so it's not a chronic thing. He hurt his other foot. So maybe this is, I don't know. I'm looking at the bright side here okay. as a cool drinker. I have you know, two broke uh, feet. So, yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. I, I just hope it's not a serious thing. Yeah, we need all the bodies, man. We, yeah. can, we can't have guys not playing. Cause, you know, we lose guys like that. You know, Even if he hasn't been as, that great yet, I mean, he's still a good player in there who's taking up snaps, you know, keeping guys out the field and keeping them fresh. So, yeah. I mean, we just can't, we can't afford to lose guys like that. No. But kudos yeah. to uh, Tracy Walker for again playing every snap on defense. That's Stud. 76 snaps at the defensive back yep. position. At so. this rate, he's going to be a superstar. He, nice. Hey, another shout-out to uh, Mark Strong getting a hand on a ball, too. Who's Mark Strong? You mean Kevin Strong? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, on his pass deflection though, that was a great yeah, job. Getting his that is one up. thing the Lions defense line. If they if they have not gotten the quarterback, they they might be leading the league in deflections because I think that's yeah. at least six or seven on the year. Oh yeah, seriously, 
What if so. Snacks has like three by himself? Yeah. Yeah, hidden strength. They played yeah. teeny tiny Kyler Murray in the first week, had a little more, and then uh, the last two weeks against Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers also getting deflections. Those are big well, boys. So. Yeah, yeah. That's like crazy because that's like a big stat for like defensive backs to have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like D-line getting it. Did we Bonus. talk at all about Quandre Diggs? No. Uh, no. And uh, he missed three tackles this yeah. game, yeah. Uh, which was pretty bad. I want to bring him yeah. up. Yeah. But, but one yeah. on the uh, on the touchdown, Diggs. This is how people tackle now, though. So it's not just Diggs, but he just they just throw their body into a guy yeah. instead of trying to wrap him up and drive him to the ground. I thought we were trying to get back yeah. to fundamentals so he just here. Bounced off the guy. Yeah. The guy like that's how that's how Diggs has kind of always thing. played, though. Uh, Those little safe tackling. He's such a little safe. But he's a really good tackler, and he was not against Philadelphia. No, they were ready. for Anu, <laughs> Anu, he was not. That was uh, yeah. That's not going to work against the Chiefs. You'll see that. Tackling. I bet he bounces back. No, I agree. Focus on form. Just wanted to bring up the game, uh, oh, yeah. his personal game. Yeah. So suck. let's. I want to. I think we touched on everything that we want to. For the, unless anybody else wants to bring up uh, the block, additional item. Well, do we want to? Uh. Do we want to? <laughs> We should. We don't want to, but we should. So let's talk about the block pick, and let's talk about poop. Um, Poop. Well, let's just talk about the Lions special teams is still kind of messy, even with a kick return for a touchdown. Um, I believe this was a miscommunication. This was a miscommunication on on this in particular because he went right right through to block that one. I mean, you can't let the inside guy go. It's brutal. Such a I know. That was just really major. bad coverage. So do the Lions fix their special teams issues going forward? I think they'll get on yes. the line. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think so. Sam Martin had some good punts again in this game, but we did like the one uh, our guide wasn't even looking at the ball, he was just looking at the returner and then it hit the five yard line and went into the end zone. Now, yeah, now Martin's been the one constant on this team though. Yeah. Team. He was the only good. There was someone like not getting on the field or something, and he was screaming his head off. <laughs> I love that. I know. <laughs> Punter getting yeah, fired up. Take take control, baby. I love it. Doesn't matter if you're just a punter. Man, you're, 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 <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say just a punter. He's a very important <laughs> position. <in that. laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, Sam Martin had five punts in this game, averaged forty-five and a half a punt, and had two inside the twenty and two touchbacks. Well, one of those I think could have been preventable. Should have been three inside the Not twenty. Not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. So he shouldn't be punting that much, but he's doing well when he is punting. Yeah. Hey, I want to I want to comment on one thing, and I don't know how many people thought this at the time, but you know. Eagles are known as a second half team because you know the announcers said it a hundred million times in the game. Right. <laughs> so yeah. so we all so we yeah. all knew that. And then uh, but and then the Lions, you know, historically in the last couple of years have kind of favored in the second half. You know, we, we either were there at the end and maybe had a chance to win closer, whatever. It doesn't matter. The Eagles come out in the second half to score a touchdown. And what I loved about this Lions team is they answered on the next drive. Stafford took them down the field and they scored a touchdown. To take away that, you know what I mean? They answered the, the call. And I thought that was big. I thought that was huge at the time. They took the momentum right back from the Eagles. And, and that's something we haven't really seen much them doing much before. Yes. So I just want to shout out to the offense for putting on a drive like that following an Eagles touchdown. I thought that was one of the keys to the whole game. Oh, yes. absolutely. Really, really big was. time response. Big yeah. time yeah. response to what good teams do. So let's yeah. go around. What's that? What's oh, that? one last little point of note is just something I hope to see them kind of fix going forward is this go, curling up into defense mode, like conservative mode at the end of games. Oh yeah, uh, it, it it has not been it it causes this thing. We run twice and then we get to this crucial play on third and long, and we've had three in all three games we've had this scenario come to fruition. The first game gets blown by a, a misfortunate timeout. Uh, the second game, it works. We win the game, and then I think it extended the game. We didn't get it this Actually, time. Actually, a very similar third down play in this one, too, with a deep oh, no, throw down the sideline that went for incomplete Yeah, <laughs> on a third down. Well, I mean, it's yeah. just like we get, it puts us into these one-play situations where if we don't miss it, we don't get this pass, you know, we, we, we're in trouble. But, I mean, anyway, besides that, I, I mean, uh, what a game. Anyway, go on. 
So we're going to go around, and everybody's going to give their last word about this game. Uh, so uh, let's start with you, Connor. I want to give. I want you to give your last word on this game. Well, it's kind of going off uh, what was just said, but I really think that for some reason late in games, Jim Bob has been returning. And I think if we can keep Jim Bob off the field and keep Bevel on the field <laughs> and get that killer instinct, play to win, not play to lose, I think we have a really good shot Ooh. about against the Chiefs. I'm feeling dangerous. Ooh, I like it. It's going to be great. All right, Baker. All right. All right, Baker. <laughs> all right. He didn't coin that phrase. <laughs> all right, Bob. All right. Uh, what, are, what are we doing? <laughs> this is our okay, last, last word. Impression. The last word. Okay, the last word. Um, well, my last word is I am so happy we won this game because I used to live in Philadelphia a long time ago when Connor was maybe not even born yet. And uh, I was born in Philadelphia. We we had a playoff game in Philadelphia, the Lions, and we were favored. And um, we were favored to win. I was talking smack at work, and uh, like Lomas Brown was chirping. He was guaranteeing the win, and we ended up losing 51 to 37. We had Barry Sanders, Herbert Moore. We had everything going for us, and we just fell apart. It was horrible. And I think so. they, they talked about that on the broadcast. That was Chris Spielman's last game. Oh, yeah. That's right. He was part of that group. And, uh, <laughs> so it's just always yeah. fun to win in Philly. I love it. I'll take the win, yeah. and I, I'm enjoying it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rod Dog. Oh, I mean, there's so many things that we've said, so many more you could say. What a great game. We brought home a win on, in a super hostile environment. A lot of crazy things happened, but we came out on top. I mean, that's what good teams do. They find a way to win no matter what. And we did this week, and let's just keep it going. Yeah, I'm going to give my last word here. And it, I mean, the Lions have been ripped upon in the media so much, Matt Patricia especially. And I don't think Patricia gets enough credit for keeping his team together and kind of building this culture along with Bob Quinn, getting all the guys in there that believe in the system and that can pull out games like this. And that's really encouraging going forward, that the Lions are not even close to playing <laughs> at their best and they're still pulling out victories against quality opponents. Yeah, like yeah definitely. So, UJ, yeah, it's your birthday, so I wanted to give you the last, last word here. Oh, okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of, re kind of reiterate what you guys said. It was just, it was a good, resilient effort by the Lions. I think the football gods diverted their attention for a few moments there and, and didn't screw us like they usually do. I think they were busy, you know, maybe doing something else at the time. They go, whoa, the Lions, you know, they, they, they missed a couple things, like, and we had that offensive pass interference call at the end there. Like, whoa, it was crazy. Stuff like that. Or that block in the back on the block uh, field goal. You know, they put the ball back further and stuff like that. But it doesn't matter. Like you said, you know, we're not playing good, but we're winning. That's a good thing. And by the way, if, if you guys ever get a chance, uh, I don't know if you've seen them. Probably most of you guys have. Uh, I like the Detroit Lions uh, website because you get to see a lot of live videos. And, and Patricia's speeches in the locker room are really Pretty awesome after the game. And oh, the yeah. And uh, right. it's just fun to watch. It's fun to see the same. Winning winning begets winning, man. So it does. Let's just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. And uh, it, it, it's going to be a great year. Roll so, it, roll it, roll it. Roll it, roll it. Roll the scenes are swollen. There was um, one segment I forgot, and I apologize. So we're just gonna, I'm just going to go through really quick. So the, the divisional roundup. Um, Green Bay winning 27-16 at home against the Broncos. The Minnesota Vikings winning easily 34-14. And the Bears also winning easily uh, here on Monday Night Football 31-15. Yeah. So the NFC North is easily the best division in the NFL. <laughs> um, I, th yeah. I, think, I think that's pretty universal thought at this time. Uh, the Lions are second in second place, though. Yeah, undefeated. we're undefeated. <laughs> Uh, it, it's going to be a wild uh, ride because they have yet to play a divisional game, and there's going to be a lot of big games coming up. That yeah, true. every game, yeah. maybe every game. Like but season of playoff hey, Patricia now is eight, ten, and one, so he's getting near a winning record. Ooh, That's right. He'll, he'll, he's going to way, sur way surpass that by the end of this season. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah, he's so, got 13 more wins that's right. this season to go. So that's right. <laughs> so we want to thank everybody for listening. Um, 
Thank and you. Who, who do we want to give a shout out to on Instagram? By the way, we wanted to thank him uh, for coming for just giving a nice feedback point uh, for us. Oh yes. Uh, who was that if guy? You pull him up for a moment. Here. I'm looking for him. We responded to him too. You know we appreciate it. Steve. Uh, Steve Lehman. Steve Lehman. Thank you very yeah. much. We appreciate the kind words. Uh, so, I mean, anybody, you know, please give us any questions you have that you want to answer, or maybe even just contact us. Maybe we get you on the pod. I don't know. We, again, this is for everybody. Uh, We're just Lions fans. This isn't sponsor or anything like that. Things could get crazy. You never know. Yeah. Oh, um, and shout out to that fan at the game that I think UJ ran into or someone. Yeah, Rudd Dog. Rudd Dog. Rudd Dog, yeah. Do you, do you recall his name, Rudd Dog? Yeah, shout out to him last week, too. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, shout out to him again. What's his Ooh. name? Colin. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Colin. Shout out Colin. All right, man. My boy Colin. Right. Double shout out for you, brother. Sorry, I didn't know we shouted him out last week. <laughs> but, but we're on Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. We are on Twitter at Drinking Lions. So please follow us on one of those, too. Um, I mean, we just really appreciate it. And please share this podcast with whoever you think, you know, We'll enjoy it. A lot of people enjoy it. <laughs> At least it seems that way. Maybe they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're the yeah, really enjoy it. <laughs> We could use a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, too. We need yeah. some more reviews. We on like that. the reviews. We like the feedback, uh, positive or negative. We, we like If it's negative, don't say anything. But if it's positive, leave us a review. <laughs> hey, no, I don't, you know, Hit I me with your best shot, baby. Hit me with your best shot, Internet. We can take it. But we, we truly appreciate everybody for listening. Actually, Thank you very that. much. Um, and last but not least, you guys, as always, Go Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, Stand and cheer the brave, rock, 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 go hard, win the game, with honor you will keep your fame, down the field and gain, a Lions victory, go! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.